Magic Q and the Dad are brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. Inside the Rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insight, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey, and with my co-host, Chase Buffia. How are you doing, Chase? Buddy, uh, excited to get back. Got some mess-ups from my first show that I got to fix, so uh, excited to get better and uh, not whip on some easy NHL stuff. Um, yeah, just the uh, only warning I do have is uh, my pug, Kane, is in the room, so if you hear a little man roaming around or anything like that, it's just my cute little pug. Don't worry about him. So, Chase, you were talking about some mess-ups. I love to hear this. Uh, Paul Maurice. I think we had him out of laying on a beach or something last week. Uh, yeah, he's in Florida. So, um, easy, easy first uh, first strike of the first week. So, but excited, ready to go. I think I'm prepared today. Yeah, it's not too bad. It could have been worse, could have been worse. Um, so, I guess we'll jump into the Blackhawks news to start. Uh, this is – Currently being recorded after the Avalanche game, before the Vegas game, at the end of the pod, there'll be a quick game recap of the Vegas game. Um, but that game went exactly how you'd expect, Chase. The Blackhawks got dominated from start to finish, 5-2. to two. Um, Jonathan Taze did score a power play goal, along with uh, Max Domi also got a power play goal on a nice little play from Tyler Johnson and Patrick Kane. Uh, as far as any bright takeaways from the game, I would say for me personally that the Blackhawks just didn't quit. They battled the whole game. They were Even though they weren't in it, they were kind of like fighting like they were in it. And Philip Roos looked really good for his first North American game, not just NHL game, but his first game in North America. Jonathan Tace looked excellent. Like he might be able to get some trade value later on in the season. He looked like he had some spice in him. He scored a goal, looked to be a more productive player. Philip Kershev stood out to me also. He played, uh, he had a couple of times where he probably should have shot the puck, but turned it over. Um, but then he drew a couple of penalties or whatever. So Kershev looked really good. Um, yeah, that's, man. That's I, really about it. So, yeah, looking, looking at, this game, right? You're playing the Avalanche. They're raising a banner. Uh, you're kind of screwed from the jump. Um, and so hold on, I gotta jump in here. So raising the banner, you have blank 182 right in there yeah. to do the whole ceremony, yeah. and then you use "Smashing Pumpkins" of Chicago band as your banner raising song. Tough. Tough. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it was probably already picked, right? It's probably something the team listened well, to last year. A Chicago band, though? Well, I it's mean, something the team probably had in the locker room last year. So I mean, it's got more meaning. It's, they don't just pick that song. Even, even when the Hawks don't win, they're still a part of that banner. So, uh, yeah, they're raising the banner. You're sitting around on the bench, watching, sitting. They're getting excited. You're losing that game no matter what. Um, but – it's early. It's Chicago. Maybe they'll, you know, keep it trying to win for, for a little bit here. But uh, I wanted to add Jack Johnson skating over to watch the banner raised with his old team. Absolute beauty. I want to go into this guy a little bit. This guy's 35 years old, right? Third overall pick in 05 to Carolina. Uh if you haven't heard the story on Jack Johnson, tough, uh, tough story. Buddy's parents basically steal all his money that he made pro, the millions he made pro. Literally bankrupted him. And it. Bankrupted him. So in 2018, Sid brings him back to Pitt. The guy gets a contract because nobody was really sure like where he was going from there. He really wasn't having like crazy standout years but still a, a able hockey player Sid goes bring him in bring him with the boys so he's there for a couple years fast forward he's still in the league winning Stanley Cups and now he's in Chicago collecting his paycheck gonna be the veteran presence try to help set the locker room for the new build um and uh Getting a great night. What a great experience for him, right? Even even with the loss, I'm sure he got to see the boys before or after for a dinner, a 
a lunch or something and just what an experience. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's that's definitely great for him. Um, from a Hawks perspective, me being like the Hawks guy on the pod. Um, anyone that had a problem with him going and sitting on the bench and then hopping off and enjoying that, shut up. Yeah, don't, I don't stop care. listening. Stop I, listening to this he podcast. Earned that. Don't like you. Yeah, he earned everything of that. And I know he gets kind of like torched online about being quote unquote like the worst defenseman. That man has earned everything and he earned being out there with those guys. And he got lucky enough that the team that he went to was playing them. So he should get to enjoy Dude, that. Did he get a sympathy contract at one point? Maybe. Has he proven himself since then? Obviously, you don't get a sympathy contract for five years. Yeah, I mean, Jack Johnson's – I like Jack Johnson. It all seems like a good dude. Not the best of fads, but I'll leave it at that. Deserves What's it all. The, has a cop. Going to make your locker room way better. Oh, Just having that guy in there. You're starting a rebuild. What better facts. guy than a guy who went through it, went bankrupt, came back, won a Stanley Cup. You tell me who you want teaching you. Every, everything he brings off the ice is – not it, it can't be valued he brings a lot and that's that's factual dude i mean look at chara right bounce a little bit over to uh boston oh i can't leave yet i know tyler johnson had a point but did you see cal mccarr in just mid-season yeah, form broke his ankles oh my god so bad for the guy. shattered him it's i'm used to kill mccarr doing that um i mean i don't know do you have a you have an mvp pick no hard trophy pick dude uh, no, not yet. Oh, well, not I'm going to throw mine out anyway. Mine's Kale Car. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's mine just off my head. Uh, you can come up yeah, with this I mean, later it's, in the it's show. It's tough but... for anyone to beat him, but I, I, need a, I need a game or two to watch. But yeah, Kale McCarr. You I can mean, come back with it. I'm calling it right now, early on. Kale McCarr, I think, wins like everything. Takes the question is, what does Hadman do? I think I do. There's, there's, there's like one guy who can really battle him for it. I think that's the guy. What does he do? Do they go deep and win? Do they set a record season? I don't know because their roster got worse, so they're going to need him uh, a little more. I think. What does he do? But agreed, Kale McCarr right now, good luck. Kale McCarr is just going to torch the league this year. And they get to play the Blackhawks in Arizona so much. So, like, I think it's just going to be a tough one for them. But we'll move on. I do want to talk about Philip Bruce. Um, you've probably played on the Olympic ice a little bit, and so have I, and He's coming over from Europe, and he's playing on the North American ice for the first time in a game, and he looked really good. He played really well for them last night. He played 17 minutes and 49 seconds. He looked sturdy. He didn't make any mistakes. He wasn't a minus. I mean, he didn't get any shots on goal, but I thought he broke the puck out well and looked well. Um, I was just curious on what your opinion is on just the – not, not not his play or anything specifically because that's one game and it's impossible to say. Yeah, but just the uh, transfer coming over from the big sheet to the small sheet. Yeah, your first game on NHL ice, right? Like one you grew up playing on Olympic. You forever played Olympic. For those of you who don't know, when you play on Olympic ice, it's just bigger, right? You've got an extra 10 feet on each side, give or take. And the ice is spread out more. There's more room to do things. It's like watching five-on-five hockey on NHL ice to four-on-four hockey, how much it spreads out. Then uh, to three-on-three, how much more it spreads out. So you take, give them an extra 10 feet. There's no out-of-bounds in this game. Give them an extra 10 feet to go. There's more space. So for him coming into his first NHL game, it's big. It's heavy. Uh, he's a big dude, 6'4", 190. So all you wanted from him in his first game and all they're going to be looking for from him in this season is going to be how he adjusts to the NHL size ice and the NHL game. Um, you can you can do all you want in the European game, um, but – it's different than the NHL game and NHL guys going there. It's different for them. So um, from his first game, you got what you wanted out of him. He, he found a way to stay reliable, stay responsible. He needs to continue to do that. He needs to continue to understand when to take his chances and when not to. And with the smaller ice, that's a big deal of choosing when and where, but it seems like game one, he did a great job, man. He's going to continue to build on the, this, uh, 
it's a big piece for them moving on. So as long as he stays on this route, like we all said, like they're in a development stage. So how are their guys developing? Keep seeing good things like this. And it's a positive. Yeah, Chase, I think you nailed it on the head with uh, reliable and responsible. You look at what he did in the SHL. He played 50 games, one goal, five assists, plus eight. He's not necessarily an offensive guy. He's very defensive. He's responsible in his own zone. You can trust him. Um, but, yeah, you're not expecting him to go make huge plays. He's only 23 years old, so he still has time to develop. But I liked his breakout passes. They looked really smooth. I thought he played – Nathan McKinnon really well a few times. Um, I think well, it was the and, second period. And it's going to come back to the McKinnon thing, right? Because they want him playing those guys. They want to test him a little. How good can he get at ugly hockey, right? Yeah. And and the the Euro uh, uh, style of play is just a little more finesse, more skill, less physical, less ugly. How does he adjust to the ugly? Because to get a winning team, that's what you need. So it's okay this year if there's a little bit of a learning curve, but – Come next year, and we're wanting to get this rebuild start going. We need to see our pieces start coming in the right way. Uh, how well is he doing that? Yeah, and you brought up ugly hockey, and I want to say something about Luke Richardson, the game plan last night. They played a much uh, uglier style. They played a grittier style. They battled all night. So that was something, a positive takeaway from very few They're going to have to if they want to win. Yeah. I mean, they're the new – look at how Detroit's doing it, right? They're in a great spot, but those guys got into just let's play mean. Yep. Like, you may come in and beat us, but we're not giving it to you easy. You're going to have to beat us, and when you're beating us, we're going to physically come back because there's anger, right? We talked about our guests last week, right, Luke, and, and, and he said, right, when they weren't doing so great, that's when the fights were coming. He was like, get me on here. So you're going to see an uglier style from this team – they're going to have exciting games, right? So we're going to see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, they finished with 33 hits. Colorado's 32. So they, they played more grit than you've ever seen Chicago play, especially recently. Um, I do want to say with 15 blocks and Colorado kind of dominated the game, I would like to see that kind of go up. Um, Not that they didn't have a lot of block shots, just that, that Colorado had the puck so long. I would like to see maybe the lanes close up or tighten up, but it's, yeah, it's game still, one. It, it's still early, right? Yeah, These guys one. went all spring of their training is you do not go to those lanes. You go slightly outside of those lanes. So buddy doesn't hit you with a puck. Yeah. I mean, granted they got back in camp. So back in camp, they're going to the lanes. They're showing coach why they should make the team, but it's an adjust. It's, it's an adjustment period, right? And then the final thing on the Blackhawks, all I got is Jonathan Taze looked great, had a goal. Max Domi had a goal. Looked, uh, looked rough to start, kind of came into his legs. Patrick Kane had an assist. Um, but we'll be back later on in the pod to talk about Vegas, so that'll be it on the Blackhawks talk. We'll circle back on anything there. So where do you want to start, Chase? NHL has begun. Uh, buddy, Connor McDavid, hat trick, opening night, uh, on pace for – what did I see on, on Twitter? It's got to be true. 240-some goals or something. I mean, it's uh, probably 82 by three, right? I'm not sure if that one. I saw some other crazy stuff. That, like, he's, like, the only player to have, like, hat tricks on opening night or some crap like that. Some crazy another Connor David. Who knows what those ones were? They're all over Twitter. But Connor David just doing what Connor McDavid does most. And, it makes me a little nervous on my Campbell Car MVP, MVP pick, but I mean, it's just Connor McDavid, dude. Yeah. Like, what do you do against that guy? The fact that him and one other player have been putting up his, half their team's points for so many years, it gets to the point now, but there are pieces around him. Like, don't get me wrong, they're just not, they're leaning on the other guys. So uh, it's incredible to me that, like, it's got to come. There's got to be a year that they finally break through because he's too good. And uh, Dreisaitl's just too good that it's got to come around. So how about Vancouver collapsing there, though? They were up 3 nothing. The early goal in the second period there, and then just all Edmonton from there, just – Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid taking over, Nurse. But um, I saw Nurse got fined this morning, but not much, no suspension. Just, I just, how do you blow a game where you're up three nothing? Connor McDavid. It's the that there's two words, Connor McDavid. He's that good. I mean, then he's got Leon Dreisaitl. But if Leon Dreisaitl wasn't behind Connor McDavid, 
I feel bad for him. He's so underrated. No, don't feel bad for him because Buddy's just collecting checks, collecting points. It's cake. It's easy. But if he was somewhere else, you would look at him like a Nathan McKinnon, like a McDavid. So if you don't see him like that, it's because he's got the curtain around him of Connor McDavid. But yeah, a hat trick, you're down 3-0, and Captain says, give me the puck. I'll take care of it. Here's I got our my back. Three. Let's go, boys. Yeah, everybody else. If somebody else can get one goal, that'd be great, boys, because we could win a hockey game. They ended up getting two, and they're laughing. We've got Connor McDavid. Yeah, and then I'm going to jump into the Boston game because it was another game that really intrigued me, another older team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Krejci just comes back from his one year off, just went home, played over there, comes back across the pond and has – Three points, I believe it was two or one goal, two assists. Looked absolutely unreal. Um, just so I, I, just... I, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback on that. Uh, they looked good, and it's what I expected. It's what I said on the last pod is these guys have a new coach. Krejci's back for a full year, right? Their guys are are rather healthy, right? Couple couple um um you know guys that are might be a little banged up here to start but uh you've got depth right and you've got a new coach and your vets are back so they're going to have a good season they know they're going to pile on points early with their vet status and toward the end yeah they're going to be battling for a spot but i think they'll get there right you've got this Trent Frederick kid uh uh, Grant Frederick's brother, uh, good friends with Grant. Um, kid's an absolute warrior. I mean, and I think when they get healthy and everything too, this team's going to be really, really deep. You made a lot of just excellent points, but I just want to. Trent out. Frederick and Matt Grizz, uh, Grizzly were were scratches last night. But um, the most important thing I think really when you look at it though, Connor Clifton, me myself as a Clifton. We got a point, so I think that's that's important. We really want to we want to focus on that Connor Clifton got a point because a uh, point for him is a point for you. Yeah, point for him is point for me. Um, so that's beautiful to see. But, but you got Pasternak with four points. Oh, we're, well, like we'll circle back and being more serious here though. Boston looked unreal last night. I think um, Ovi actually. I want to jump in here. Did you see Ovi at his age had like what nine or ten hits? He had some uh, 10, 10 hits from uh, Therapy and nine hits from Ovechkin between two guys on Washington. Dude, just uh, unreal. How Russians, does Ovechkin do it? Because Russians are a different beast. They're bred different. They're raised different. It's incredible. I'm pretty sure he drinks Dr. Pepper in his water bottle. He mixes sauces, that's for sure. He loves across sauces. Heard that, right? And he's a mutant, dude. Like, you can't knock him off a puck. If he really gets pissed off, heads up, right? Like, you've seen his wire cross. Talking about Trent Frederick, Freddie tried to fight him one game. It's like one of his first games, and, and Ovi pulls the ultimate vet card of, like, who the hell are you? Why would I fight you? That's not a good trade-off. And he gets so pissed at the kid, he cup checks him. He oh, just rips him one just... in the nuts. And so, but like his wires cross when he really wants to line a guy up and he's pissed off. And you Speaking know. Speaking of Ovi lining the guy up, remember when Yager was just skating down yes. the middle in the Olympics and Ovi guy. just decided to go. See you tomorrow night, bud. And Scott Stevens' ass just crushed him. Dude. But, but like. You see it in his stride too, right? Like when he's pissed and you see him go, like the gas actually hits the floor. It's scary. Those legs get chugging and you're like, oh, the, you see the shoulders bump. Oh, yes. Right? You see it the shoulders bump yeah. and everything comes in and it's oh. like, oh, shit, you're getting hit by a train. But also, Pierre Laviolette, head coach there, one of my Beaut. good he's friends, he coached me as a peewee. His two boys are still in my best bud. Shout out Pete and Jack. Peter just signed in the East Coast. He's actually in the AHL in Hershey right now uh, for a tryout. So best of luck to the kid. Um, 
And uh, with Ethan Frank out there in Hershey, fellas, good luck Thank to you. the boys. We'll see you guys on the pod soon. But uh, yeah, Peter, Peter, uh, he's won a Stanley Cup. He's he's been through the ranks. He played, uh, was Captain America one year. So massive respect for that guy. Absolutely love him. Um, I think with the room he's got, if they all buy in, you've got the roster, you've got the coach, you've got the team, uh, but he is late in his career with them. So has he f- found a way to jump his team? I think he does. He's one of those guys that every day comes in with a good message and and has a message for the boys of like what we're doing here, why we're doing it, and let's do it together. So really excited for them. I hope they all jump on board and uh, can't wait. Um, and yeah, to piggyback off you a little bit and just keep going again on the Capitals, Tom Wilson's a loss there. Uh, hopefully he gets healthy soon and gets back. I know some people hate him. He's very polarizing, but I love Tom Wilson. Listen, I think he's a huge ad. There's um, there's guys like Tom Wilson and Marshawn. If he's on you your don't team. love them, it's because he's not on your team yeah. and you don't know hockey. You would love that guy if he was skating yeah. for your jersey. Tom Wilson's one of my favorite players, and I understand that he he plays on an edge, but I I think that he's not out there trying to like actually hurt people. I just think he's trying to play on that edge. And no, limit. so I'll tell you, I'll, I'll disagree because what I will say is you have these players still around and Tom Wilson, now that the game is going finesse and he's so heavy and ugly, he's finding a ton of success. It is because he has the skill to do it. He has the skill to play the finesse game, but he's so good right now and he's adjusted. So now I will say, yeah, he might not be going out to hurt someone, but guess what, dude, when I was growing up, when you were growing up and that ain't long ago, imagine when Tom Wilson was growing up, listen, you were told hit to hurt. Right. So these oh, okay, guys are okay. coming with the whole okay. house. Now he has adjusted because he's so damn big that when he hits the hurt, it's a suspension so, every time. So what I mean is I'll jump in here. And what I mean by like, yeah, he's trying to hit the guy as hard as possible, but I don't think he's ever trying to hit the guy in the head. I don't think he's trying no, to no, 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 I agree with that. That's agreed. what I mean. I, yeah, I mean yeah, obviously yeah. every player out there that plays he's, he's trying to make trying it clean. To, yeah, he's trying to lay the hardest clean hit yes, possible. He is. I mean, obviously, he's trying to hurt the guy in a sense by laying a clean hit, but yeah. he's not—he's not trying to go out and like hit the guy in the head. Um, but I love Tom Wilson; I think he's great. I hope you get healthy soon. Great dude. for the game. Yeah, unbelievable. And then I just want to throw in the one Blackhawks touching point is Dylan Strom had this absolutely filthy toe drag, um, and gave a beautiful pass over to Anthony Mantha for the first goal. For, uh, the Capitals, and once again, just proving Dylan Strom, I think, is a good player, and I think that you'll enjoy him, and um, I think that he is underrated a little bit. I'm happy to see that he's just had being successful in Washington, and I wish we would have got Shout out, shout out to two uh, Capitals goal scorers last night, uh, Anthony Mantha, Connor Sheary, both just true hockey players. Kids out there, if you are wondering who to model your game after, watch these two guys. Uh, watch um, guys like this who just get in the mix and do all the little things. You're Yanni Gords. If you want to know how to make it to the next level, just watch these guys. Like They're going to get you there. Simple, nice plays. Uh, who was that? Strom on the toe drag? Yeah, it was yeah, got a little lucky, fumbled the puck a little bit, but skill to stick with it, found it, got maybe a little tip, but yeah, toe if, drag. If was he good. had another like four miles an hour in his skating, he would be a top 50 player so, in the league. Kids growing up, coaches coming in. Watch if you guys haven't seen this Strom toe drag against Boston Bruins, to who, who scores that? That's uh. Just keep going. Anyway, Samantha. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Samantha. Watch how when he pulls up, all he does is reacts to the D man. So the D man commits to laying out. He reacts to it, right? And that's what you want to do as a D man. You want to outweigh the forward. As a forward, you want to outweigh the D man. Make them make a move, and then attack and and uh, and collapse on it. But the guy goes down. He body positions himself, right? He doesn't do an all arms toe drag. He body positions himself, 
puts the skate in the way to protect from the poke check from the layout, drags it, still fumbles it a touch, but gets a good stick on it to the net, to to the area that he was trying to get it to. Tap in cookies for Manta. Thanks for coming. Easy one uh, of of the first uh, of the year. I do want to point out, though, we, we pumped up Krejci, and I'm pretty sure that Krejci is the one that fumble-fucked that puck on the blue line there and turned it over to him. So as much as we pumped up Krejci earlier, I do want to point out he had a little bit of rust. That rust cost him this goal probably right here. Um, yeah, it was uh, just like uh, minor details. Feet were moving, caught, got caught a little offensively. First game back, yeah. first game. I think he should have just chipped it in there, but it's no, not he tried to whiffed it. He didn't move his feet defensively to keep his body in a good spot, get exposed. Um, but we'll go ahead, we'll jump in. Not much to touch on Carolina Blue Jackets, Johnny Goodrell. <sighs> Game one there, silence. Carolina kind of dominate 4-1. Frederick Anderson looked uh, really good in Carolina. Carolina, don't know what the betting odds are right now. I'm better than that. I should have looked at that. But put your money on them. They have a chance. Uh, they're stud-filled. Rod the bod, Brenda Moore, as their coach. Um, if you don't think the new vets coming in are going to jump on that guy's train, good luck. They're closer to age with him than they are the rookies. Uh, those guys are a wagon. Um, I heard their games are like uh, SEC tailgating quality. So need to get to a game in North Carolina, but watch out for the Canes. Sick jerseys, beauty coach, great roster. If they can't do it, number one in the Metro, beating out the Rangers, don't know who can uh, yeah, I can tell you later on, I'm going to go over some of our predictions for the season, and they were very close to making it to the Stanley Cup Finals for me, and were almost my Stanley Cup Finals pick. They're in the Finals, little, I'm not shocked. Just as a little teaser for later on in the episode, I like but it. I love Carolina, Rob Babad. I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to run through a wall for him? He's just yeah. an absolute beaut. Um, let's jump into the most shocking loss of the night. I mean, I don't know if it's really that shocking. Sorry, Toronto fans. He once again blew it to Goal Caulfield himself, who had two absolute beautiful goals. I mean, this kid's unreal. Under Marty St. Louis, he's buzzing, just scoring goals at will. This kid might have 40 or 50 this year. Yeah, so uh, let's just look at the coach, all right? You've got Martin St. Louis. He's got his first training camp under him. What kind of training camp do you think that guy's putting them through? He just player in, friendly. In player friendly, but but not only that. In Skill. in how many months did he fix so many problems? And it's not hard when the players have respect for the coach, but he fixed so many issues so quick. He knows how to communicate with the players to where it makes sense and they want to do it for him. Not only that, now you give him a training camp and he looks at his team and he goes, this is what we need to fix. We need to fix this, 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 we need this out of our players. He comes to training camp, puts them through the perfect test. And the real question is, what did you think Martin St. Louis was going to do? He, you personally think he's going to be like, Maybe an early call, but a Hall of Fame coach because he's like an Iserman guy, right? And Iserman's going to be a Hall of Fame uh, GM, Hall of Fame player. Marty St. Louis is in the same damn boat. He's in that same echelon. Absolutely. No doubt. If you don't think he's going to go into Montreal and be the saving grace and be – he's going to write his own Bible for Montreal people and they would follow it, you're not so – this guy's unbelievable. Look at Cole Caulfield and what Cole Caulfield's doing. It's because Marty has finally found uh, a little uh, no, uh, no Shazam on him. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, no, I'm just dumb. Uh, like a like a sous chef, like a like a saute. No, <laughs> that's cooking. No, like a a brodeche right, who can play the game he played and is the exact same guy. And if you don't think Cole Caulfield's going to be doing the legendary uh, 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 weights on the shoulders, 
with a whole bench rack on his shoulders, doing box jumps to build the legs. And if you don't think his legs are going to look like Marty St. Louis by the end of this, if he wants to be a Hall of Fame player like Marty St. Louis is, he will do it. And Marty's eyes are legendary. And you you haven't seen them? Ass that Marty is telling Cole, this is the way to be a legend. And Cole's jumping on, and that's why he's having so much success. Cole also hung out with my old roommate in Florida, and I want to shout him out because Alex Zek, my roommate, is just like the greatest hockey fan guy ever. And Cole Caulfield spent almost a whole weekend with him and his boys just having a time. He's the most down-to-earth human and the greatest guy. He looks like a beaut. Dude, to – to like be willing to go hang out with the hockey fans who I saw him hang out with shows he just loves the game, loves good people because they're all great people. Just wants to be with good people and have a good time. When he was in Tampa, Florida, he could have been out wherever he was, hanging out with whoever he wanted. And he was hanging out with some regular Joe Schmoes who are just beauties and uh, and having a time and, and letting his hair down. So I like the kid. They're going to find a ton of success. Marty St. Louis is going to bring yeah, in a ton of wins. Definitely. And I just want to touch on something. If you go look at Cole Caulfield, the release on the kid, it's it's a lead. He's like, got a Matthews release, right? Like, a Matthews uh, future Blackhawk Connor Bedard release. You like, watch their release, though, like, and that goal from the other night, that little angle change, right? They start it with toe. an arm's range, and then they bring the toe into their feet a little bit, and it's like a six to, to – it's like a four to seven inch angle change for the goalie, which means the goalie has to move to make a save and they pull it in and release it off their feet. You will get a goalie like angle changes for goalies are the hardest things to save. And when you're doing it yourself without having to pass a puck, good luck to the goaltender. Yeah. And then I do just want to point out again, as the Blackhawks got Blackhawks history continues. Kirby Doc also would continue and get a point. Dylan Show and Kirby Doc. Just Kirby Doc really liked him. Uh, not I a good him. spot for him where he was, but I, I, really... I think it's a worse spot. I get his heat turned off his social media because Chicago was getting too much to him and the pressure there was too much. You think I like Kirby Doc. I think he's got all the skill in the world. I think he can be a top six forward. I think he's got to get out of his own head and get the cockiness and well, swagger he had coming into the league. Yeah, it's the same thing as when you move, right? You move to a new place, you can kind of reset. You can be whoever the hell you want to be. So he goes there and he understands, dude, You honestly, I think he's testing himself as a pro. He's like, can I really do this? You were in Chicago where, listen, Chicago's unreal fan base, top one of the top in the league. I will not say that they're negative by any means. I've been there. Uh, I love it. I know when they're jamming and the team is respectable, the fan base is absolutely Whoa, whoa. what do you mean when the team is respectable? Well, I've only seen whoa. them. I've only, been in the, I've only been in the barn when the Team's team was playing. They were jamming. So I haven't been there lately. I don't know if it's lacking. I can't speak off of non-experience. But, hey, you better come at him. But Kirby Doc. Right says I couldn't handle it here. I needed to tone it out. He goes there. Apparently, you say box himself off all social media. I think all players should do that because pay attention. I disagree. You want to go to no, 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 not at the pro level. I think it's great. Market yourself with these young kids. Watch what you put on social media I agree that. because in five years, what you're posting now will blacklist you from being anything worthy in just five years trying to go to tier two, tier one junior. Heads up, keep an eye on it. But that Kirby shit lasts forever. Lasts forever. It doesn't go anywhere. Even that Snapchat stuff, somebody's got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kirby Doc, this kid um, going to a new market, testing himself. I think he's going to answer. I think he's got a great coach. Again, it comes back to Marty St. Louis, right? Like this guy knows how to handle these young kids. You don't think he had some young kids in Florida, in in Tampa, that he had to tell, hey, this is how to be a pro. So he's going to teach his kid to be a pro and he's going to have, he's going to have success. I'm hoping I'm thinking, I think Marty St. Louis is the perfect guy to be on top of him. He's got other young guys there like Cole Caulfield, 
We're also learning the ins and outs of the first, you know, five years of your NHL days. It's easy as a young kid. Think about what you were doing at 18. Think about what we were doing at 18. No, we're going we're we're to transition out of that conversation. Um, kids got to learn to be pros. So now they're doing it, right? So oh, yeah. good on them. Um, I think they're all going to have success. And then just want to touch on Nick Suzuki. Good game by him. Obviously great defensively and a good two assists. Um, we're going to jump into maybe – the most fun game of the night. The Seattle Kraken and the Anaheim Ducks. The Kraken just peppered Anaheim and somehow couldn't win. The Ducks would win in overtime, 5-4 to four with an overtime goal from Troy Terry. Just an absolute beautiful game, fun. This is exactly what the NHL wants. This is what Seattle wants. Just a fun game. Trevor Zegers got himself a goal. Troy Terry got himself two. I believe the opener as well. Seattle, Matty Burns gets his first goal, a dirty, greasy goal in front of the net. Just an absolute beautiful day. Mason McTavish comes in in his first game with two assists. It's just, this is what the NHL wants. A bunch of young kids performing and being electrified. So a bunch of young kids living out in California. I forget where they're at, but it's just an unreal spot. So I hear living on the beach, enjoying themselves, some LA parties, some, some, some Anaheim uh, parties of California times. Right. And you have John Gibson in that. So you have a chance, you have a quality goaltender, now you look at the Kraken, right? You got Grubauer. So both have good goalies. If you took the over, probably best on you. But this is going to be that conference. A lot of young goal scorers, a lot of young teams, not necessarily uh, reliable um, defensively as much as they're going to be offensively. But you've got good guys in the mix. Both rosters have some stars on them, right? And, and uh, so – I like it. I thought it was an exciting game. You get some overtime. Troy Terry gets back on the board. USA hero. Uh, Matt, uh, Matty Beneers, uh two points, right? Goal and assist. So you're getting what you need, right? The Kraken are getting what they want. The, the Ducks are getting what they want. And I'll tell you what, these two teams in the next five years are going to continue to learn how to hate each other because they're both – um, Anaheim might be a little further on by a year, maybe a year and a half, but they're both in the same spot franchise-wise, organization-wise. They're both set up for good success. They've got good veterans there to teach the young guys. They have stud young guys there to take the ropes. Um, they're both kind of near the same timeline of their uh, of their organizations. Both have qual- uh, quality goaltenders who have another couple of years in them. So in the next, you know, three years, you've got a goalie there. So that's, that's I do good. want to touch on the goaltenders actually here, Chase. You said quality. And normally I would agree with you, but Philip Grubauer has struggled recently. Um, this year, I mean, he obviously came out, gave up five. And yeah, I eight one five save percentage, and last season he finished at a eight eight nine save percentage. I know before that he had the nine two two. Do you think that's a product of Seattle, or do you think that's a product of maybe Philip Grubauer was hidden a little bit when he was in Colorado, and maybe that the play of the Avalanche made Philip Grubauer a better goalie than he actually so, was. I think in Colorado. He was excited. He saw what they had. He knew they were going on cup runs. So he was excited. He was playing better. Now I got to watch him in Colorado and uh, I was impressed. I didn't know how good he was till I saw him uh, in person. Um, And I, I like to uh, hold this one to my chest. I saw Vasilevsky at 18 in one of his first games and I um, said, why the hell do we still have Ben Bishop? This kid is a stud. Give him games now. Yeah, Tom, Look I'm where jumping he's at in now. right here. You can go back and talk. My my dad was a 
one of the biggest Tampa Bay Lightning fans you guys will ever meet in your life. And you can go back and ask him. I called Andre Vasilevsky from the moment Tampa drafted him. Yep. So you do not get credit over me. Yep. Andre Vasilevsky. Well, we can share it. We can share it. We knew he was going to be a stud. So but, all I'm saying that for is the credit that I know a good goalie when I see him. Wait till Gerbauer is a complete so, bust. But, uh, so let me piggyback off you there for a second. I personally think that if you're Connor or you're a Seattle fan with him and the fact that he's there for a few more years, I think that the panic flag should start being raised. How many more years does he have? Um, well, you're at it. I will look that up real quick. Okay, so but he you give him a team listen, you don't think all those guys know right now they're not winning a Stanley Cup. They know. So you've got that goaltender. It's not quite there yet. He needs to get his act in, in line. But should that roster start looking sick, you have a goalie that can do it. He can do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I want to hop a little bit into predictions. I'm going to do some predictions here. Yeah, I'm going to jump in right the into league. the predictions. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. We're on the league right now. Um, I said we'd just go ahead and jump in and we'll rip right through them all. Obviously, since this is a little bit more Chicago, so let's do simple. I said we start with the central, yeah. Let's just do each. Uh, so we did it last, yeah. yeah, Let's let's do playoff expectations who we think is going to be in the playoffs for both, um, both conferences. So give me a We'll do, we'll do the West and we'll start with the Central. So go Central top three. Okay, don't, so don't give me your wild card. Okay, yet. Central top three. Then I'll go Pacific top three. Central top three. Colorado no brainer. Nashville, uh, Billy G in Minnesota. You're gonna get it done. The boys are gonna make a turn this year. So there's the top three. Pacific, Edmonton top. Calgary now. Calgary I love because they're ugly and they. They, they're just they're gonna be fun to watch so edmonton calgary could be swapped but i think Connor mcdavid just can't help himself but be first vancouver uh i think they gotta have a turnaround year it's a big year for them if they don't uh changes have to come all right well for me i got the abs i got the nationals who i expect to have a huge year then i have the st louis <clears throat> as the third seed um, in the Pacific, I got the Flames. I think the Flames are going to be an excellent regular season team. I got Edmonton. I think they're just too skilled. Do you have Edmonton being a better regular season team and Calgary being a better postseason uh, team? I think uh, we can go a little bit deeper later on okay. as far as um player playoff predictions. We can hit that next yeah. next week. Um, but I'm not going to give my hand on which team I think it will be a better playoff team, but I do think the Flames will end up having more points. I think that they have a better goaltender. I think they have a deeper team. I think they're better defensively. I do think Edmonton has more star power, but I think the Flames will ultimately come out on top there. And then I have the Kings coming in as the third seed for the Pacific Division. The LA Kings. Yes. No. Yeah, same, same Kings that made the playoffs last year. Yep. Um, so then we can go ahead and we can jump into our wild card spots before we debate anything here on the Western side, because uh, we definitely have a big difference in the central, but who are your two wild card teams, Chase? Uh, for the West. Yep. I got St. Louis and I think you just talked me out of it. I got the LA Kings in the wild card. Who did too. you have in that? Oh, curiosity? Vegas, but I think they're going downhill and I think you're right. LA's so, going up. So I agree with you, and I think um, we we clearly have one team different here because I have the Stars and the Canucks. They're my next. Dallas are my next. So Dallas is your first out. So where we disagree is clearly Dallas and Minnesota. I think that Minnesota lost too much in Fiala. I think that the cap situation killed him this year. I do hate that that trade, but Billy G. They didn't have a choice. Trust in Billy G. I just I think I I watched Flurry as a Hawks fan and a Hawks writer all last year and he's he's good. He's not as good as he once but was. Look at goaltenders right now. It's not if you're good, it's can you get hot at the right time. Look at Matt Murray. Two rookie Stanley Cops. Look what he's done since then. I just I'll wait. I just think Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan have a little bit of rebound. Robinson's a beauty. Rupe Hentz is over there. I think Sagan and Ben are red, white, and blue in that. Sagan and Ben are not 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 done. Not close to done. There's there's like 
five years left. Three of them are going to be quality. They may have a little uh, slump in the year, but they're not done. Are you talking yourself into Dallas getting in over Minnesota? Because it sounds like you're no, I still have Dallas out. I, still I don't know. Dallas it sounds like you're cheesing right there and trying to swap up. sides, but that's who I have. We'll circle back to our uh, later on. Um, so we'll go ahead and circle into the Eastern Conference final or Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Eastern Conference Atlantic Division. It hurts me to say it, but. Toronto will probably finish first because looking at their their um their past record, they're gonna find a way to be great in regular season. They got more players, so they're only gonna get better at regular season. Uh, I got Tampa. Tampa's their roster didn't get better. And this is tough for me because you have Tampa, Florida, Boston, Ottawa, who I think have all made changes. So Tampa, a little worse, but you still have guys there and guys coming in want to be great. Then you have Florida, same thing. You've been good. You got rid of some guys. Does it do you good? Does it do you bad? I think it hurts some roster-wise, but locker room-wise, I don't know. Boston, new coach. Vets are back. They could really make a jump. They could be great early. And then Ottawa, like, made such just changes that I don't know what to do with them. So I could see Tampa, Florida, Boston, or Ottawa being the next three there. However, honestly, they could be the wild card. I think I'm going to change that uh, from what I've written down. But I have Tampa, then Boston, then uh, Florida with a wild card. Sorry to hit them early. Carolina in the Metro, no-brainer. Rangers make a push, but not as good as, as Carolina. The Capitals, Lobby, get them in there. You got it. I had Pitt as a wild card, but I'm taking them out. I've got Florida and Ottawa as wild cards. Yeah, Chase, you made a lot of really good points there when you went through your teams there, so I'll jump through my Atlantic. Um, I have Toronto finishing at the top of your Atlantic or at the Atlantic division, as you did. Um, I also followed you up with Tampa. I think Tampa's a really good team. Uh, I did think that Tampa had a chance of kind of falling down a little bit, but because I can see them falling. I hate I, to say it, but I, I, I agree. I think Brian McDonough is a huge loss. Oh, definitely. You never know, but yeah, they could fall. They just need to get in. That's their mentality. So they may drop, but, but they'll get in. But I did land up keeping them at two. And to be completely honest, where I would have, I would have switched if I hadn't done these prior to last night. And I'm not trying to change my opinion. Um, I'm going to keep it as I had it, but these teams would be switched after watching last night. Just keep that in mind. I have the Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk finishing third. And then I have the Boston Bruins with David Krejci returning, finishing fourth um, in there. And it's definitely tough because I'm changing this a little bit for sure after watching that because I originally had the Bruins out, which is why I bring this up because I'm also going to bring up my four teams in the Metro which were the New York Rangers are going to win that, in my opinion, Sisterka and Panarin. I think they're deep enough. I think they walk away with that. The Carolina Hurricanes, to me, were another team that I really liked and debated as a Hurricane favorite. Or not Hurricane favorite. Geez, that's a tough one on me. But a Stanley Cup favorite. The New York Islanders were the third team. And then my two wildcard teams originally were the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I think I'm going to knock the Pittsburgh Penguins out and I'm going to put the Boston Bruins into the playoffs on the eastern side instead of putting the Penguins in. I think Boston and David Krejci, I think that's a huge add. And I think that that's enough to push them over the top of Pittsburgh or Washington. But I do believe that the three older teams in the east are going to be battling for that final playoff spot on the side between Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Boston Bruins. And I just want to throw some love out to the Ottawa Senators. I think they're going to be in the hunt. I think they're going to be close. I think they have a chance, but I think they're ultimately going to come up short, and Detroit should be pretty decent. But um, I think the Devils, I know you haven't buried. I see your rankings over there, Chase. I don't know why you haven't buried that much, which I do want to touch on for a second. I think that's absolutely fucking outlandish. You have him finishing dead last in the Metro, you fucking psycho. Jack fucking Hughes is unreal. He's going to put up 100-plus points this year. You can book it. The kid's gross. They added Andre Plot. Like, 
that team's just going to get better. He sure another year. I know I just butchered his name, but like, how do you have them buried at the bottom below Columbus and Philadelphia? Yeah, you know, <laughs> now that you say it, uh, I just trust in Philadelphia and the Goudreau trade. That it just made something in me say New Jersey is going to be the bottom. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they could find a way. They could do it. I like their roster. I know you're showing me their roster. Yeah, yeah. I just want to run through this. Like Dawson it. Mercer, Jack Hughes, Andre Pallant. You got Holtz. Jesper Bratz on your third line. Pretty sure he scored like 31 here. You got Miles Wood, right, so a beautiful fourth you, line. You lose me after Hala, Tatar, Hughes, Pallant. Uh, Holla? Eric Holla? Yeah, yeah. I you just, yeah, you just talked about how that's a huge loss for Minnesota. Yeah. And he's chilling over here. Yeah. And they, I like I, I don't, Jesper Bratt is a solid Bratt, player. Yeah. He's got some wheels on him, too. But yeah, I, no, I know. I just, hey, I got a feeling, you know? I mean, you yeah. bet with your I just wanted to that. call you out on that. I just yeah. think that's a little bit outlandish. I just, I like to think the underdogs are going to find a way of doing it. So I like to think that a team like Philly is more of an underdog than New Jersey. Columbus had. I like uh, Columbus because I think that trade does a lot for them. I like New Jersey because they have four guys who I like. I mean, I, somebody's got to go there. I I think it's a little. I can see the Islanders them. sucking this year, but so who do you? I, I'll give you my Eastern Conference final first. I have. Tampa beating the Carolina Hurricanes. What about you? I have Carolina probably beating Tampa. Now I would like I Tampa to win because I don't hate a boat parade. Uh, boat parade. Hey, from, I could go to it too. From my past, I've had great times at boat parades. I'd love to share stories, but uh, I got to keep it somewhat PG because I'm sure, you know, players and people I know will listen to this, but uh, love a good boat parade. So would love for Tampa to get it done. I just think it's Carolina's time. Now I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers get there, but I do have Carolina beating Tampa. And I'll jump in then. I don't hate it. It was tough for me to pick Carolina over Tampa. And to be honest, I only picked Tampa because of the team that I have in this next one. And I know this is going to be wild to everybody, but I have Colorado's goaltending biting them in the fucking ass, not making it to the Western Conference Finals. And the Nashville Predators will beat the Calgary Flames. I don't want to hear it. You heard me correct. Nashville would be going to the Stanley Cup Finals versus the Tampa Bay Lloyd. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would love that. I think that's freaking awesome. Uh, I could see Nashville making a push. As much as I love Minnesota, I don't think they're going to get it done. I think it's going to be Colorado and Nash. I could definitely see Nashville doing it, but Colorado, they are the champs. I'm not going against them. They didn't get that much worse. They, they're pretty much where they were. I'm going to take Colorado against oh, Calgary or Edmonton. I don't know. Uh, Probably Calgary. Like I said before, they're just a better playoff team. Now, Edmonton does have uh, McDavid, Dreisettle, and if they have a goalie that can stop a puck, which right now apparently there is, can he show up in playoffs? If he can, you're going to have a tough time beating them because they're comfortable with knowing they're going to put up four or five goals and nobody's provenly stopping them. So uh, let's go Colorado. Edmonton, I've talked myself into it. Let's go Edmonton. Uh, and uh, your winner is Colorado. And you know what? It'd be cool to see Connor McDavid finally do it, but Colorado is going to get it done. I have Nashville and Tampa in the finals. I have, and this is going to shock everybody. Nashville wins the fucking Stanley Cup this year. I can see it. Book it. Put your bets in. Figure it out. That's the winner for me. I've called the last three years. I, I'm feeling good about the it. The odds are probably sick on Probably. That. Yeah, probably. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I would take that as a bet over what I said. If I'm betting, 
the odds just look better what you said I would do. It's, it's more fun. I just And to be honest, I just think that you had Pittsburgh winning back-to-back, you had Tampa winning back-to-back. I think the Dude, back-to-back, it, it's just not going to happen. There's so much, like, variety in the NHL right now. There's so many good teams. Like, if you look at all of my top eight, I can see any of them winning it. And then pick two. There's 10 teams that could win this thing. And then uh, I, Chicago ain't one of them, but it, there's 10 teams that can win this. It's it's unbelievable, though, like how just deep and how the NHL has found a way to perfect the league. And I know a lot of people talk shit about the cap, but the reason why you have such a variety in the league is because of the fact that you have a cap and it keeps the league fair. And teams like Columbus can contend and get guys like Johnny Gaudreau and – do your research. Oh, it is. It's going, it's going up here. Look at these guys getting signed. No, but the players deserve the money. But the, the cap will always keep teams even because if teams want, they can spend money and they just can't go above that, yeah. unlike the NBA and stuff. So, like, and I believe. No, I like it. I should. I believe the cap should go up. These players deserve money. I think what's fair now, obviously, we're not in a perfect world, so it doesn't work out like this. But I think every pro athlete should be making what NHL athlete makes. Or there should be a happy medium between them and like MLB NBA guys to where like we meet in the middle and all pro athletes make that much. But in the same breath, it's, it's a business and there's an economy. And so if they're bringing in more, they should make more. That is fair. But yeah, I hope now that the NHL is doing more ads on the jerseys. I hope that goes directly to players. Uh, I just hope they do more if they're going to do it and you're, and you're going to go that way, uh, do see, it, but don't get to no, the NBA, MLB level. I hate – I I think we're ads in so far now with the one on the helmet and the one on the jersey. You're like, that's it. Stop. Medium. Yeah, stop. We're, we're, we're I, I not that's seeing. enough. Um, but anyway, your Stanley Cup final, who is your winner? If it's Edmonton and Carolina, because I just – I am i can't pick. Got a mush brain at the moment. Yeah, I got to go with – I think Carolina's winning it, no matter who they play. I think Carolina's winning it. Put your money on them. I think Carolina's beating Colorado or Edmonton. I think Edmonton's going to maybe get there with, like, big points if they find a goalie, uh, and Carolina's going to shut them down. I think Colorado is the same. Yeah, Carolina Hurricanes, upset. I, I don't and hate it. I don't guys. hate it at all. Um, and then, again – I want to keep this a little bit more Blackhawks heavy than NHL heavy just because of myself and me being a little bit selfish. The three teams at the bottom of the NHL, I currently have coming in at number three from the bottom, the Montreal Canadiens. They looked good last night, but I just ultimately don't think they have enough. Number two for me is going to be the Arizona Coyotes coming up just short of the best odds at Conor Bedard. And the Chicago Blackhawks will be your worst team in the NHL this year, getting the best odds at Connor Bernard and ultimately winning the lottery to get Connor Bernard. I don't disagree with it. Arizona, it scares me because they've got a new barn. Only so many people. They've got a new barn. You're moving into a college barn. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, well, that's what I meant by that part, but. You've got Arizona. Look, even my dog doesn't agree with you. Yeah, fair enough. If you but you've got Arizona and it's scary. Is that place gonna be an absolute weapon or is that place gonna suck to play in? So depending on I mean, that, yeah. they're gonna be second from bottom or fourth from bottom. But I definitely have uh Chicago, Seattle, uh I think San Jose is that last one. I really don't like them or their jerseys. I don't I don't hate San Jose, to be honest. Oh, I love their new jerseys. I'll disagree with you on that. But I think that you have Seattle on the bottom. I think that's way too low for Seattle. Um, but, yeah, we can jump into our Vezna Hart Norris Calder, all that next week on the episode. Anything else you'd like to add, touch on um, – I will give my prediction as this is prior to the Vegas Hawks game tonight. The Blackhawks will lose to Vegas 
four to one with the lone goal being scored by a Patrick Kane and the shots will be like 55 to 17 or something like they're that. They're in Vegas, right? Yeah. Again, they're, they're in Vegas. Vegas starting their starting goalie. Um, sure. I don't think they really have a starting goalie anyway, so I don't think it's necessarily relevant. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas is probably getting that one done. It's their probably home opener, right? Um, they played LA in LA. Yeah, so, so all over yeah. there. Vegas probably getting that done. Tough start for Chicago. No, I got nothing out. I think I made a big enough fool of myself already. Uh, I've probably whiffed on twenty things. So, uh, yeah. Until next week. Yeah, we're gonna whiff on shit every week, but you know that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. We'll see you guys later in the pod here for a quick uh, Vegas wrap up. It'll either just be me talking about Vegas and Hawks later, or it'll be me and Chase. It's on determined depending on how the night goes. Yeah, hopefully I use my time wisely and watch a Chicago Blackhawks game. I guess it's a bit of a chore right now, but hopefully oh, that's tough maybe, to hear. It's a chore. Maybe stop at mom's, get a home cooked meal, watch a game. Get on here with you, sling it around a little bit. Um, yeah, other than that, we'll see y'all later. Peace. And for me, uh, you'll be hearing from me later. Uh, at this point, I do want to throw a shout out to my puppers, Kane. Thank you for being quiet for the most part, except for disagreeing with Chase on his idiotic Arizona Coyotes take and thinking that that barn's going to be electric for them when it's not. Um, but I will be talking to you guys in just a moment. But for me, it'll be a few hours. See you guys then. Peace. And we are back with the review of the Chicago Vegas Golden Knights game. Um, the Blackhawks did a pretty good job battling in this game. It ended up being one nothing. But Chicago played the first period really, really well. Um, they battled pretty hard, and maybe were even the better team versus Vegas, which was pretty much a surprise. I mean. Through one period, shots were 10-9 in favor of the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are absolutely dominating them hits in the first period. Um, but, I mean, honestly, it's kind of what you expected as you go through. The Hawks are just not that skilled of a team. And when they play teams like this, it's just going to eventually kind of wear them down and their their lack of talent is going to come to a forefront. Uh, first and foremost, so. Alex Stalock had the game of his life after playing like two games the last two years. Kid comes out, plays an unbelievable game. Now, don't get me wrong. It didn't come out with a few heart attacks in the game as he was flopping around like a wannabe Marc-Andre Fleury out there. It it, it's, it worked last night. I'll say that for him. I'm not going to come in here and go negative on Stalock. It worked last night. Um but I think it's going to be an adventure watching him this year in net. And I think Hawks fans will have some type of enjoyment, even if it's uh, kind of like anxiety and ridden enjoyment from watching him in net. Staylock, great game, though. Um, you know, Thompson on the other end got the shutout. But I personally think Staylock had a better game than Thompson. I think Staylock was tested a little bit more, although the Thompson stave on Tyler Johnson may have saved the game for Vegas. Um, that was pretty massive save pretty early on in the game. Would have put the Hawks up one nothing, but it is what it is. The cookie crumbled the opposite way. Uh, so other notes on the game, I thought Caleb Jones looked awful last night. It's He's coming off injury. It's, it's whatever. It's one game. I'm not going to torch the man or do anything. He looked terrible last night, no doubt. Awful game when he came across there and took out Roos, I think, and then that's how they went in and scored. Just a bad play all the way around, bad play by Caleb Jones last night. Philip Roos, on the other hand, another good game. I know we previously talked about him. Thought he had another very solid game versus the Golden Knights. Uh, Max Domi looked okay, looked pretty good. Patrick Kane looked like Patrick Kane, a little bit quiet for my liking, but not too bad. Then you had Jonathan Taze, who looks to be a man on a mission this year. He's determined. He has effort in him. He's working hard. He's not quitting. And it's something that maybe he's been lacking in the last few years. So it's really good to see. But really, there's not much to talk about here. Seth Jones, once again, playing 27 minutes a night. It's going to get used to it. Man's an absolute workhorse. Um, 
But yeah, there's there's not too much to talk about. It's just another game. The Hawks are going to be in a lot of these games, or as long as they can keep them close and battle, that's kind of what you want to see. Luke Richardson's doing his thing from a coach. He's making defensive adjustments, and he's making this team work hard through, like when they get down, unlike last year underneath Colleton or even underneath Derek King, they seem to have more quit in them versus now they don't. It's only two games in. It's still too early to tell. Some I'm not going to keep running through here. Uh, I mean, Anthony Sia looked pretty well, but uh, he just needs to finish. I will say, though, that if you're going to have Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula up, and yes, I do get that Alex Vlasic is like baby hurt with the box shot, but if you're going to have those guys up, you can't have them in the press box. It's a little, little asinine, in my opinion, to have Tenardi playing over Regula, but maybe you're just trying to send a message because Regula looked pretty bad in game one. Either way, if they're going to be up here, they shouldn't be in the press box. But, yeah, I think that'll do it for this recap of the Vegas Gold Knights game. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It's kind of what you expect from this Hawks team all night. Just one nothing Again, you get to score five-on-five five goal, but... It is what it is. The Hawks will have a chance to get their first W of the season on Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time, 9 p.m. Central time against the San Jose Sharks in San Jose. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams are going to be going for Connor Bernard at the end of the year. So take it as you want. If you want them to win, you want them to win. If you want them to lose, you want them to lose. I just want them to play a nice competitive game, look good, keep making strides in the defensive zone. But that'll do it. Hopefully you guys uh, check out the previous pod, which was an interview from Luke Buffia. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to check it out. It's a great one. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah.